Well, my name is Pastor Bertha Lowe, uh, and I want to welcome you to New Philadelphia Ministries Bible Study. Now, I'm joined tonight by none other than the great Pastor John Matthews. Give him some love. Give him some love. Give him some love. Oh, boy. People of God. And uh, and we're always excited to be able to come out and and, and get together, absolutely, and just chop up the scripture. And and, and tonight it'll be no different. Um, I want to make sure that I remind everybody to like this video if you're watching online. Like the video, subscribe to the channel because that's the best way to to uh, promote the content. And if it's a blessing to you, then perhaps it can be a blessing to somebody else. But they won't know about it unless you like it. Gotta tell them. Subscribe to it. So make sure you do that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer, Please. and then we'll jump in. I'll pat, toss it to you so you can give us an intro, all right? Amen. Father God, thank you, Lord, just for another opportunity to uh, gather together once again. Thank you, God, just to uh, – that God, you're the one who brings us peace. And with so much going on around us at all times, God, it's it's so amazing that we're able to return to you and find the rest that we need. It's so amazing that you are our sanctuary. You are our place of peace. You are our place of refuge. And for that, God, I'm thankful. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you that you sent him to die on the cross for our sins. And we thank you that through him we can be born again and have new life. God, I pray as we go into the Bible study tonight, um, as we as we go into your word, Lord, I pray for revelation. I pray for understanding. I pray for conviction of sin, sin and I pray for transformation. In the name of Jesus, let us focus in on you at this time and not on the circumstance, God, but focus in on you right now. It's in Christ's name I pray and ask it all. Amen. 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 Well, it's been a, just such a wonderful day, and I know through this Bible study, it's just going to get even better. Amen. Uh, tonight, we want to talk about uh, how Jesus restored a life, and you're able to, to, to uh, glean some things about how God restores, so that if there's some type of restoration that you need from the Lord, God can give you what you need as well. Amen. And looking toward the scripture, we're in John chapter 2. And uh, we're going to begin today, John chapter 5, rather. Uh, we're going to begin today at, at uh, verse number 2. And the scripture says, Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these, at that time, lay a multitude of invalids, blind people, those that were lame, and many that were even paralyzed. The reason they were there, there was an angel that would come down from time to time uh, to the pool and would stir up the water. And whoever stepped in first after the water was stirred uh, was made whole. Whatever they had, whatever infirmity they had, they would be instantly healed. They'd receive a miracle. And there was this one particular man who was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. Mm. And Jesus goes down to this area where it's just full of invalids, picks this one man that had been there this long, and, and seeing that man there, knowing he had been there for a while, he asked him the question, do you want to be healed? Amen. Sometimes, uh, Pastor, when... Uh, We've been without uh, for such a long time when we've been broken. We've been without wholeness. We've been in needing, 
and been in need of healing and been in need of a miracle, sometimes you can get a little hopeless mm-hmm. and wonder, you know, will God, can God do it? Will he do it? Does he want to do it? Does he want to do it for me? And I'm thinking of a particular family uh, for, for in uh, Louisiana. They wanted a child. And the sad part is uh, they had, uh, she had gotten pregnant a couple times mm-hmm. and had miscarriages. And finally, uh, this this young lady uh, got pregnant and actually had a little baby. But the baby came, like, really, really early mm-hmm. and was really, really small. As a matter of fact, and you see here in the picture, that's a pencil. And that's wow. the exact size of, of the baby in comparison to the pencil. Baby came out 15 ounces. I was born, and it didn't even weigh a pound. Wow. And if you think the baby looks small next to a pencil, how about this? This is the baby Jeez. Uh, on her mother's chest. It's amazing. Yeah. and But they were so happy that, hey, they at least got a live baby this time. They prayed and asked God. They had they they gained faith. They had hope, and and they they just believed that you know God can do this. And you know what? Uh, the baby's name's Liam. Little Liam uh, lived, and here's uh, the baby in in her mother's arms, a whole lot bigger wow. than fifteen ounces, and a little bit longer wow. too. Yeah, you know. So uh, we want to encourage you today. That's awesome. That Jesus uh, can, there may be some things that haven't gone wrong, haven't gone right, that have gone wrong before, but don't give up hope. Even in the the worst situations and the most hopeless looking conditions, Jesus is is still able to do uh, exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or all that we can think. Amen. Jesus is still able to supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we want to encourage you, just like Jesus restored uh, you know, this lady's faith and, and, and gave them this baby, uh, you, we're going to see in this uh, scripture today uh, that he gave this man hope, and just like he overcame, you can overcome, and you can receive what God has for you as well. Amen. Amen. That's awesome. So... Uh, just, just imagine yourself, day after day, year after year. Uh, just, it's, it's got to be my time. It's got to be my time, and it's never your time. Mm-hmm. But there's nowhere else to go, because you don't know of any other source of actually getting a miracle. So even though it hadn't happened for this man, he still kept laying there. He still kept having people to get him to that pool, with a chance that. You know, it, something's got to happen, and maybe something will happen so that I can get my miracle. And and he did. So the, the point in today's lesson is that Jesus restored what was broken in this man's life, and Jesus can can restore what's broken in your life. Doesn't, doesn't matter how, you may be in your 60s, and there was some brokenness that you're feeling that happened when you were uh, in your teens, when you were in elementary school. And even you, uh, God is able. Uh, you, you may have said, man, it didn't happen. Yeah, I got grandkids 
that are older than, you know, I was when this certain thing happened to me and I'm still hurting from that thing. Well, Jesus is yet able to do it for you. Yes. You know, don't don't give up hope. He's able to restore. He's able to heal that woundedness, that brokenness in your life. That's amazing. So back to the scripture. Uh, and, and by the way, I've been to this pool because uh, of what's left of it. It's still there. Mm. Uh, deep down, I mean, when I say deep down, it's like way down. You got to mm -hmm. go like way down to get to it. Uh, I probably should have included some pictures. Um, but the, the water was there and all of these lame and blind and paralyzed people were there, but, but God kept giving them hope by sending this angel from time to time, mm -hmm. uh, didn't heal everybody, uh, but he showed his presence and he showed his grace that, that he would come and allow some to be healed. And so here's this man there all this long time. And then Jesus is, 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 okay, well, I know he wants to be healed. Right. You know, so, but, but man, you know, he doesn't, doesn't seem to be responding to the fact that I'm here. Hey, hey, do you want to be healed? And, and listen to what the man says. Now, this is interesting. The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. So, uh, Pastor, did, did you notice something about the man's response? Uh, yeah, he well, number one, he's looking at, uh, he's saying, I don't have any person to help me get there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I don't, honestly, I don't, the good thing about what we're doing here, I don't know which angle you're going from, but he's looking at this angle from from, from the perspective of, I, I've been waiting for someone to help me get down here because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm unable to walk. So I need help to get the help yeah. I, I need. But here's the question. Uh, do you want to be healed? Jesus didn't ask him right, right, you know, about right. helping him or right. do you need help or right. why isn't somebody helping him? Look, what's the real reason you're here? Yes, yes. It's that you want to get healed. Right. But he was so stuck on the way that he his thought. His brokenness. His brokenness. Yes. Had him broken in his thinking. Yes. So, okay, uh, he was so disappointed that things didn't work out. That, that he hadn't even thought about, it may work out a different way. Wow. Uh, he was he was so locked in to the way other people had got help that he didn't see his his ability to get help that way. Right. So he was starting to get hopeless that he wasn't going to get help because it didn't come in the package. Right. So don't get all uh, blocked in on it has to be this way or it has to be that way. Just remember what you're really trying to do. Right. You know, you're really trying to, you know, cause, uh, for instance, um, yeah, my bet, my you know, I never felt cared for because my dad never showed me love, and you know, you know, and man, if my dad would just show you, show me love, well, he may never. But there are other people that God can use to show you love. So, is it that right, you want? Right, so, right, what are you right. really trying to get? Are you trying to get love? Okay. Or are you trying to get it love a particular way, or the way you 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 want it to come? Yes, right, yes, right, yes. Right. And and see. Uh, even when we're all confused in our minds mm -hmm. about what we need, how we need it, when we need it, Jesus, God, he's never confused. Right. Jesus sees and acts when we are in need of his power in spite of us, mm. in spite of our confusion, in, in, uh, confusion in spite of our doubt, in spite of our bad thinking. He sees past our circumstances yes. and looks straight at our need. Mm. knowing that he's able to meet that need. Well, he, you know, with that being said, it's like 
whereas in using this example, even in scripture, whereas the man was more so distracted once again by his brokenness, mm-hmm. he wasn't able to truly appreciate the healing power of Jesus right. because he was so focused on what was broken. Yeah, and, and how it was and, still broken. Yes, yeah, so he couldn't, the- he couldn't see past that. So for us, it's, okay, I need to I need to understand that Jesus truly isn't interested in what's distracting us. Yes. And because he's not because he's not distracted by what's distracting us, he's waiting for us to join him where the problem is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. waiting for you to get here to, to uh, in order to get the healing, but we're more so focused on, well, I would get the healing if you would just do this the way I yeah. want you to do it and address it the way I want you to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and um, do you want to be healed? Do you want wholeness? Right. Do you want Jesus to do something about the brokenness in your life? That's the real question. Yes. Not, you know, uh, Jesus, you know, when are you going to, you know, help me to get there before the other people get there? And and Jesus saying, you don't even need to get in the water. I can heal you. Without the water. Without the water. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Oh, man. That, that You know, but, okay, so you just brought something to my mind. There is a, getting focused on uh, a methodology. I see something work for somebody else. So that should work for me. So I'll go ahead and do what they did because it seems to be, it seems to me that they work for them. Whereas God is like, uh, I, I might've used that for them, but that doesn't mean I need to use that for you. Stuck on the process. The, yes. And missing the solution. Yes, absolutely. And that's what happens absolutely. to a lot of people. Right. We're so stuck on, we, we get so stuck on the process and, you know, it can only come this way until we miss the fact that, you know, God is a solution that can come in, in a in a myriad of ways. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's more than able. He's the source. He's the source. Not the resource. So we're stuck on what resource yeah. is being used and how it is or isn't being used mm. when the source is there. Amen. With, with no need of a resource. Right. Uh, to, to meet the need. Amen. So, so Jesus is talking to the man and realized this guy is really confused. You know, but... Uh, even when you're struggling with the who's and the what's in the house, still go to Jesus. Yes. Turn to Jesus in times of hopelessness. So watch this. When you have hope, turn to Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you're running low on hope, turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. When you feel like you're all out of hope, turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Yes, sir. Because he's the one in the end that never runs out of the ability to help and bless you. Amen. Jesus said to him, okay, let's not get stuck on the process. Uh, Can you just get up, (laughs) get up, take up your bed, and go? You know, Jesus didn't ask any more questions because he saw where the man was. He was stuck. He just went straight to the solution. And at once, the man was healed. And he took up his, listen, he was healed. He, he he really needed then just to experience his healing. And that's what Amen. he did. He took up his bed. And he walked. And he walked. Lord have mercy. Wow. See, uh, Jesus is there. And he knows where you are. He knew the man was stuck. Yeah. You know, and, and, and talking more about the process wasn't going to help. So let's just skip the conversation about the process. And go straight to the need. Yes. And Jesus wants to go straight to your need. He wants to make the difference. And, and you know, we get in our own way. This Absolutely. man was in his own way. 
you know, whining and complaining about the process not working for him. Right. You want the solution. Don't get locked in, stuck on the process. The solution is God, and he's there to meet your need. Right. So, so Jesus grabs him by the hand, picks him up. The man's able to walk. And, and But here's the thing. Why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus heal him? Why did Jesus not get distracted by the, the things, the obstacles that this man was putting in the way? Because he loved him. Mm. And Jesus came to to heal him right. out of grace he gave because of his love for him. So when we're thinking about our problems and the, the hope and the help we need, just remember God loves you. And because he loves you, he wants the opportunity to help you and to meet your need. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah. So, so don't miss the depth of God's love for you. Jesus came to show this one man, I come all the way down. I mean, it's like a three-story deal, mm -hmm. uh, like three flights of stairs to get down at the bottom where this pool is. And Jesus went, you know, uh, hey, he could have been so many places, but he went there to meet his need. God will come exactly where you are. God knows the tears that you shed at night. God knows when you go in the bathroom at work and, and you're struggling to make it through your day. Uh, God knows when you pull off uh, uh, beside the road because you can't see the road because your eyes are, uh, are so glossy, you know, from, you know, crying. God knows your pain, and, but all, God also uh, knows uh, how to heal you yeah. and how to remove that. And because of his love, you can have hope that he'll come and he'll meet your need. You know, as you're talking there, it made me think about, again, going back to this example with this man. Mm -hmm. He was waiting for someone to, you know, a help him to be healed. Mm-hmm. Whereas who we really needed was Jesus the whole time. Yes. And and we oftentimes will put people in that particular place thinking or something else, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. If I just had this, yes. then I could be healed. If I just had this, then I would be okay. Hoping but for all solutions. But it's, it's Jesus is truly who it is that we need to be comforted. Jesus is truly who we need to be healed. Jesus is truly who can deal with the brokenness that we've uh, experienced, whatever, you know, traumatic experiences we've experienced that cause us to have whatever, whatever we need healing from. Jesus is the one who can deal with that. So, but when we get caught up thinking about, oh, it's a, it's something else. What happens when that thing doesn't come? Well, one of the saddest things is when we stop trying to get healed, we just try to cope. Uh, Cope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you medicate the pain. This is just the way it you is. You know, I've seen people in bad relationships, you know, I mean, in, you know, guy beating a woman and all that. Well, you know, hey, a bad, better, a bad relationship passes better yeah, than yeah, no yeah. relationship yeah. at all. Yeah. I disagree. No, I do. You know, uh, a bad, uh, get, hey, get a good relationship with Jesus. Yes. You know, that's better than having, yes. you know, a bad relationship with some person right. that's you know, selfish and, you know, it doesn't really love you. Right, right. No, you want Jesus' love. You want Jesus' care. Yes, sir. The other <laughs> the other part of this that also stood out is just thinking about the length of time. Let's say for 38 years. Yeah. He was invalid, right? So, you know, how many people looked at him and said, man, it's, you're not even worth it. You're not even worth the help to get down there because it's over for you. Watch this. 
how many times, you know, was he tempted to feel that himself, to himself, that yes. he wasn't worth it? Yes, right. Yeah, you right. be so long when nobody's coming to help me, yeah. and, you know, maybe I'm just not worth helping. Yeah. Nobody's showing me the kind of love I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Am I that unlovable? Well, you know, maybe, maybe I, I am. am. Right, maybe yeah. I am. And then you, yeah. it's just a, you go down that side, the, the, down the drain of just you know, poor thinking, that hopelessness, and and then, Jesus you know, died. Yeah, you're lovable. Amen. Jesus loved you enough to die for you, so you are worth dying for. Absolutely. So you are you are greatly loved, and and you're you're a, a reason to be loved. Hallelujah. And Jesus loved you because that's good. Yeah. So in verse uh, nine, it also says, "Now that particular day was the Sabbath day." Uh, so now that means you, you're dealing with some people that are stuck. Mm. So the Jews said to to the man who had been here, uh, uh, he, he, hello, it's the Sabbath guy. It, it's not lawful for you to take up your, your bed. And so the man asked the man who, who healed me, that, that man, he told me to, to take up my bed. So now wait a minute. A man's been invalid for 38 years. He's suddenly healed, and you want him to just stay there and lay there in the pool until the next day? You know, Jesus said, no, you can go home now. I ain't staying. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> even, see, and that's why it's, it's got to be God's love. Got to test these out. Because yeah. here it is, people, they know the man was invalid. They see him here. And, and they majoring on the minor. Right. Ain't even celebrating with him. Not even celebrating with him. Yeah. And that, that'll happen to us, you know, but I like what he said. Hey, you know, you telling me don't walk, but I was healed. You didn't right. heal me. Somebody healed me. The man that healed me, he said, I can go. Look, a man with that kind of power, I'm following him. Yes. And here's what I want, I want you to consider here. Uh, a lot of times people will want you not to follow Jesus. Jesus saved you. He's brought you peace like you never had. You, you're starting to get joy in your life again. And, oh, you can't get all trapped up in that church stuff and this, that. Listen, which one of them healed your broken heart? Which one of them delivered you? Listen, think about that little baby. Uh, once that she was old enough to mm-hmm. figure out what had actually happened. Just imagine the gratitude for God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but, oh, yeah, you seem to have some deficiencies in life. Hey, hold on. I got life. I have life, right. I have life. An opportunity you know, so to live when, So when people, uh, not knowingly, are being used by the enemy to discourage you even about celebrating that you're saved, celebrating that you're now a Christian, celebrating, ignore that. Mm-hmm. There's no love in that. But the man that healed you, the man that saved you, Walk with him and obey him in spite of the naysayers, in spite of the doubters, in spite of what I, I call them hope killers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's trying to people see, uh, they couldn't understand how Jesus could do this at that particular time. Right. But God's not that always that understandable because his the Bible says his ways are past not finding out. Right. His, his thoughts are above our thoughts. His ways are past our ways. Jesus meets our needs in unexpected ways. The man didn't expect Jesus to do it that way. 
the, the people just didn't expect him to do it that day. But the fact is, out of his love and with his great power, he was and did heal the man. Right. That's what should be the subject of the conversation. Right. Amen. You know, not not you. Oh, you walking at the wrong time with, with the you know, no. Hey, I see you heal. Right, man. I'm so glad glad well, to do better. Those Pharisees was always haters though, because yeah. you know you think back. We were talking about uh, Lazarus last week. Mm -hmm. What happened with Lazarus? Oh, we're gonna take Lazarus out and kill him. Yeah, because of his testimony. Here it is. Jesus yeah. woke him up. Yeah. You know, he was dead for four days. He woke yeah. him up. But now the 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 Jews are looking to the Pharisees looking to kill him. The chief priests are looking to kill him because of the testimony he was sharing and because of the effect it was happening well, on, on, he, on the other Jews. Jesus is gonna make us look bad with exactly. all this stuff. Exactly. We can't, can't celebrate like with him. this. You know, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take us down or not. So listen, recognize God's work on your behalf. And 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 not just recognize, I would ask you, give glory to God. Testify. I was talking, I did a message on Sunday called Remember. Mm. Pastor Stephen, one of the things that helps me uh, with sin and one of the things that, that helps me to get through my tough times and my low times uh, is my testimony. My te Listen, if I, there's no low times that I have now that compared to the low times right. that I had before I was a Christian. Amen. Just, you know, there's no struggle with sin now to the level that I struggle with sin before. before right. Right. So, Amen. you know, if I'm not perfect, fine. But I, you know, God, but God has, has kept, saved me and kept me, which means, and I've gotten better, which means even if I'm not, perfect now i can't get better but i i see how far he was brought he had brought me and that gives me faith and courage that he can take me just uh, just a little more amen if i was at zero and i'm at 50 and i look up it's like oh my god i'm only at 50 you know but guess what hey that's that's about how far i've already come so i know it's possible mm -hmm. to get to 50 amen you know so your testimony alone just recognizing what God has done, not for this person or that person, but for you. Your testimony alone should be something that helps you to stand and to withstand the tests and trials of life. Absolutely. Because, listen, the same God that has brought you this far, he can take you all the way. He, he can take you all the way to glory. He can take you all the way through whatever troubled time you're facing now. If you're dealing with a broken home, if you're dealing with a broken relationship, if you're dealing with a lost job, you know, it, you can, he can help you. Just imagine this man that had been invalid for 38 years. Just imagine if he got a cold that next week, hmm. you know, oh, wait a minute. He healed me. From being paralyzed for 38 years, am right. I now worried about a cold? Right. You know, I was like, oh, man, this cold is getting really bad. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Yeah, yeah. That's what Christians do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God has delivered you yeah. in such a marvelous way and done such great things in your life, and then other things come that hardly compare to what he's already done for you, and you can't see and believe that God can help you and get you through that. What are you thinking about? That's why it's good to remember where the Lord has brought you from. That's why testifying to the goodness of God in your life. The Bible talks about our being overcomers by the blood of the lamb, mm -hmm. right? The power through the blood and the word of our testimony. Right. 
So telling you remembering what God did, it's like, yeah, he did do that. And oh, wow, he's able. And, and yes, I'm going to pray because what he's able to do, he hasn't lost his power. He's able to do yet more. And he's able to do yet that again. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Jesus found the man and, uh, and encouraged him. But Jesus said this, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, the son does likewise. Now, uh, you never guess where I'm going with this, so let me just go on out there with it. First of all, the point of this part is look around you to see God at work. God is always working. Amen. And, and not just, and, and see, here's the thing. He did this for this invalid man. If that invalid man had looked around, he probably could see that there were others that Jesus had healed and that God was not just moving for him, but moving for others. Just imagine if all the people that Jesus healed got together and just walked through and said, hey, we've all been healed by Jesus. Have you thought about believing in him? Have you thought about trusting in him? Just imagine if 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 all the, the people that had gotten healed by Jesus is mm. walking through their business, they had gotten together and just, hey, heal. Right. Uh, you know, and, and then, hey, I want to I want to tell you, if you got this, uh, you can be healed because Jesus healed me. You know, if I well, hey, he did this for me. Um uh, we don't talk enough about Jesus. You know, that's why I think some people think Jesus is some far back in the woods, God right. from a thousand years ago, because we don't testify, right? We don't t uh, glorify, we don't lift up His name today. We don't help people to understand. No, He wasn't an is. I mean, a was. He's a is. He's an is. Well, part of that, you know, one of the points from this past Sunday, uh, I made in the service was talking about our personal experience with Christ mm -hmm. is the best testimony we have, I'm like the best you. way. Uh, and it. unfortunately, I think one of the reasons that causes a lot of Christians not to testify to his goodness on a daily basis mm -hmm. is because they don't recognize his goodness on a daily basis. And so, because I find that in most cases, when you're open and honest, I'm not talking about being like, overly spiritual. I ain't talking about that. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying being real, just being yourself, mm -hmm. being the, the safe person that you are, being mm -hmm. the born again mm -hmm. Christian, mm -hmm. filled by the Holy Spirit person you are, and simply having regular conversations with people and incorporating what you know to be true, what you truly believe in your heart, and letting that be known in conversation. Mm -hmm. That's a great witness. And most of the time, the whoever it is you're speaking with, if they're not saved or even saved, but if they're not saved, they appreciate it. And it gives them a different perspective on even what they could possibly be experiencing. Yes. Because now you you could possibly be saying something that they're experiencing right now or or have gone through. And and they're thinking, wow, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that was God that did that for you? That was God who did that for me, perhaps. You know? Yeah. And, and that becomes a, 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 a method uh, uh, that, that God can now get into their hearts and into their minds yes. and, and into their thinking. And, and all of a sudden now they're more curious about the things of God. And, yes. But when we're quiet about it. When yeah. we don't share these things, when we're having that conversation, and instead of saying God, we're you know we're saying something else, or we're cutting that part out. Well, you know? let me just tell you what I was told as a young Christian: a silent witness ain't a witness is, is no witness at all. <laughs> ain't no witness. Yeah. yeah, you know I'm a big Law and Order fan, mm. 
Mm. You know, all he won't testify. You know, so I mean, he he witnessed, yeah, but he's not a witness, right? No, they saw something, but unless they testify to it, it's of no use. Of no it's, use. It's, 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 if they won't get on the stand, right, and give testimony, then they're no, they're whatever they know does no good. Right. They're, they're 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 not a witness, right? And too many of the witnesses are not taking a stand for God, right? And that's what the people the people need. For the people who have met, who have a personal experience with Jesus, is to be authentic about that experience. Yes, and not to be, you know, uh, I don't know if I would go too far. Just share what you've experienced. The great cover, you know? up. yeah, Whew. yeah, the great cover, yeah. not yeah. the great commission. No, the great, the great cover. cover. Yeah, right. we should be a part of the great co- commission, right? But instead, because of our silent witnesses, we're part of the great cover. Up. Lord have mercy. Yeah, we're, we're helping to, as much as possible. To keep Jesus a secret mm. because we won't witness. Lord have mercy. We won't give God the glory. The great cover, cover up. Wow. Instead of the great commission. But, yeah, look around you uh, and see what God is doing. Look at what Jesus did. He said, I saw the Father at work, and I aligned. He, he aligned himself with that work. And if God is all around us and he's working, then we need to get in, get into it. We need right. to uh, find out what he's doing and join him, and join him, and do right. our part uh, to help make what he's right. doing uh, come to pass. Which may may mean there's some adjustments that got to be made. Uh, uh, it can't be about us. Well, see, right. and that's part of the problem. Uh, we we live in our comfort zones. Mm. We we should live in Christ, not comfort. Yes, but we live in you know, but if if. If, if there's something that's not comfort, even if it's Christ, I'm not going there. Right. You know, so witnessing may be Christ, but I'm not witnessing because it's not comfortable. Not comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And so who are you really worshiping? Right. What's really, really important to you? Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, comfort is, you know, Christ. I say I love God, but I love comfort a little bit more. Right. Yeah. But, but. And see, when you love God, you'll love his people. So you'll be a little uncomfortable in order to help them because of the Christ in you. Right. And that, and that speaks towards them. The having that experience with God is you, how you, how do you get comforted by the comforter, but you never uncomfortable. <laughs> so how, how does that work? Jesus says, I'm sending you, uh, uh, the, uh, the helper, the Holy spirit, who's going to comfort you. Yeah. Well, how are you going to be comforted, but you never uncomfortable? Jesus, yeah. look, God is going to send you into into places or have you to do things that are in the natural uncomfortable. But he's already given you the comforter. He, but he's given you the comforter. So that and in that way, that's how you have that experience with God. Yes. Like, man, I never thought a day in my life I would ever, you know, witness to somebody on the street or, or whatever yeah, it might yeah, be who knows yeah. that's you know but you know whatever it might be i never thought i'd teach teens or i never thought i could be a, a usher i could never thought i could sing the solo i never thought i could you know tithe i never thought i could do all these different things mm-hmm. that god you know shows us we need to do should do uh, for our good and yet um here it is i stepped out on faith and i did and it's like wow god you know you, you, he helped you're me with through that, that uncomfortable Very situation uncomfortable. right 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 yeah so i i can i can a great point by the way I can deal with the uncomfortable situation in life, 
Because I have the comforter. Amen. Whatever uncomfortable I'm going to deal with, the comforter can help me through. Right. Yeah, he's the one. I mean, it may be hot, but he's my air conditioner. He's my AC. Yeah, Amen. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then secondly, uh, from what Jesus said, Jesus did the work the Father showed him. So here's the thing, you know, God showed him there's a man down here that can be healed. You can heal him. Mm. Go down there and heal give him. him a miracle. Yeah. What work is God trying to show us that we can do to give him glory but to help our fellow man? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know what's funny about that question is mm-hmm. typically it's not something that's that crazy. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why, but in our minds when we think about questions like that, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, Lord, God going to have me to have to go, you know, do this huge monument. I got to go preach at the big church. I got to go out here on the street and be in, in the heat all day. I got to. God, like, no. It's, that might be something simple. Honestly, a lot of times it's something simple s- such as, it can be something simple such as, I just want you to be disciplined and committed to me first. Yes. Before we get to anything else. Yes. I want you to actually commit your way unto me so that I can do as my words, uh, Psalm 37.5, commit your way unto the Lord and he'll bring forth your righteousness as a new day. So, he so will. I want to, I want for you, and that's how you're going to delight in everything else. Oh, you got to taste and see that I'm good. Yes. And when you, you know? think about going back to uh, the comforter, okay, you sit and think about not doing it because of the, the how uh, uh, discomforting it's going to be. Well, how about thinking about I can do what normally would be discomforting, but probably not going to be that uncomfortable because the comforter is going to be I'm there with, with you. Me. I'm with you. Yeah. Lord so I've done, uh, you know, just think about our first trip to Haiti, our first mission trip. Um, you know, there were a lot of what seemingly were discomforting things. Right. But the comforter allowed us to go through that week and almost didn't want to go home. Yeah. You know, to get home and almost wanted, you know, man, I, I feel like, you know, I could have stayed another week or mm-hmm. another month or yeah. whatever. Now, so... But when you think in the natural, that was some very, very uncomfortable things yes. that happened in that trip. But Absolutely. the comforter there. with us, we were where God was working, and the comforter with us was there helping to bring comfort to the uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way everywhere we've gone. Yeah, And so if you go for God, the comfort is going going with you, and all the uncomfortable that you are imagining is just an imagination. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be that bad. Matter of fact, most times you come back testifying about how good it was. Mm-hmm. You know, so I remember uh, coming back from uh, Haiti, and they're like, oh, I heard y'all really went through. And it's like, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, and we were, it's a descriptor that reminds me of it is in uh, probably Acts 4, where Peter and John, they went and they testified for Christ and and they beat them. Mm. They beat them for for uh, standing up for God and testifying of Christ. They beat them. Mm. And Man, they went back happy. Hey, we got beat for Jesus. You know, okay. <laughs> you know they're like, hey, we suffer for God. And they're like, oh wow, you know, the comforter. Right. Only, you know, they weren't crazy. Yeah, they were comforted. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And you, you can go through life, even the toughest parts, uh, with joy, 
not because of the situation on the outside, but because of the comforter regulating the way you are, are feeling and dealing with it on the inside. Amen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah good. That's, that's tough. Good. Uh, for the Lord, for the Father loves the Son. It says in verse twenty, and shows him all that he himself is doing, and greater works than these will he show him, so that you will marvel. For as the Father raises the dead mm. and gives, gives them, them life, life, Amen. So also the Son gives life to whom, he, to whom he, will. he will. Thank you, Lord. So listen, Jesus gives new life to those who trust him. You haven't lived your best life, it, it, but but it's right there waiting for you. Your best life is waiting for you, and it's in Jesus. Amen. And even if you're a Christian, if you're not trusting him, you're not enjoying the best of life. But if you just begin to hope in him, have faith in him, and trust in him, it, it's already there for you. You know, I mean, it's, it's like... Uh, they haven't opened door number one yet, mm. <laughs> but you know, but the prize is behind there. And and listen, if you trust him, uh, door number one, he's gonna lift the curtain. He's gonna open the door. You know, it. What you're hoping, what he's put in your heart, he's well able to do. Amen. Yeah, uh, trust him so you can not just uh, know it can happen, but you can experience a comforter in the goodness of God. And and he can do for you what he did for that paralyzed man. He can bring healing and wholeness. And, and again, I want to bring you back to, to the little one. They had lost two babies. Wasn't sure that they'd ever have another child. And then to, to, to have this child that, you know, didn't really look like much, shorter than a pencil, you know, looked like a little glob, less than a pound, but ended up being a beautiful, beautiful baby and, and, a, and, a, and a great and wonderful child. Amen. You can be a, you know, they, you may not look like very much when you first get saved. You may not look very like very much to, to a lot of people when you first become a Christian. As a baby, as a, as a very, very immature baby in Christ, uh, you might look like that 15-ounce, shorter-than-a-pencil Christian, but God can raise you up, and, and people can wonder at the beauty in your life if, if you just uh, allow him to nourish you like this child allowed her mother to, to nourish her. Amen. He'll do it spiritually so that you can become the child of God that you can and that he's intended for you to be. He can restore whatever is broken in your life. Amen. Amen. That's really good, man. Really good. Really good. And, uh, and last closing thought for me is, uh, looking at one of the last points there, speaking about trust. Trust is the application of belief. Yes. To trust Jesus is to truly rely on Jesus. Yes. If I say, I believe, but do nothing, I don't believe. Yes. But if I say I believe God, and so I'm going to rely on you, yeah. even though I don't know what the end result might look like, mm -hmm. might not be, that's me trusting him. I'm going to stay with him. I'm going to rely on him. And and I just hope that every person who who's listening today or watching today 
really comes away with that understanding. And, and then you're relying on him. You're, you're giving him an opportunity to show that he is trustworthy. Right. Uh, last point, depend on Jesus. Don't, don't, don't get stuck on other stuff. Depend on Jesus to bring spiritual restoration. Don't look for the angel to stir the water. Right. Look for Jesus to say, get up and walk. Amen. Depend on Jesus to bring spiritual restoration to your life. Yes. Yes. Amen. And if we do that, we will receive that. You, it, if we yes. depend on him, yes. then we will receive the restoration we're yes. looking for. He, your we'll, faith will not be in vain. We'll, we'll have that personal experience. Yes. We'll have that testimony. Mm -hmm. uh, our faith will be built. We'll be excited True about joining God. We talked about joining God here. Mm -hmm. We'll be excited about joining God. Because I've experienced God. Yeah. And then once you experience God, I want some more of God. Nothing like him. You know? So I think that's really great. I think it's really good. Um, any closing thought from you as we wrap up here? I, I just hope people will understand how much God loves them. Yes. And this man didn't know him that well, probably heard about him, wasn't expecting Jesus to come. Uh, but But God knew him knew where he was and came to where he was and made a difference in his life. God knows you. He knows your name. He knows your struggle. He knows your pain and he cares. And if you will trust, he's ready to, to heal and to meet your need. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you that Pastor Berthold and I get to share and encourage. And I thank you for those that are hearing this teaching and, and they feel better about themselves, their situation. And, and, Lord, most of all, they feel better about you. Yes, Lord. About your love for them, your care for them, and your, your desire and your power. Oh, God, answer prayers. Even as they begin to, to listen and, and, and listen in faith to this teaching, Act, Lord, move on their behalf by your power. Get yourself a witness, a new and fresh testimony from those that you are healing even right now. Thank you for your power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you your grace. And thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Guys, I want to thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, I want to make sure I do this real quick. Don't forget to subscribe, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. It helps the channel tremendously. It helps those uh, get other people get blessed by the Word of God as well. I want to make sure I also mention this. If you're listening to the podcast, we do have a, 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 a visual podcast as well that's on YouTube. So make sure you go look for the YouTube channel, uh, New Philadelphia Ministries or New Philadelphia Christian Center, or New Philadelphia Worship Center. Either one will get you to the to the video. Yes. I also want to let everyone know who's watching or listening, you can visit us in person at New Philadelphia Worship Center, which meets at Lake Vista Recreation Center. Yeah, 1401 62nd Avenue South. Or New Philadelphia Christian Center, where we meet at Enoch Davis Center at 1111 18th Avenue South. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to see you guys at 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. So God bless you guys. We love you. And we'll see you guys next week. Be blessed.